0: A B C A B C A B C A B C One two three.
1: Welcome everyone to Uppy and the Stash, I'm your host Uppy, with me here is Stash. Stash, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Welcome back. Yeah, it seems... From Idiotville. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, (laughs) all right, let's let let the motorcycle pass. All right, it it must be 11. Yeah, it's about 11. That motorcycle is pretty on the dot. It seems like it's interrupted more than one recording. Um... (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, so I was there a month ago, um, as we did on the PA Recap Show. Um, I mentioned how I got to record with Brent Liberty and Dill and Steve and on uh, their podcast. And it finally dropped on Sunday. But before we get into that, though, what are you drinking? Are you still on the wine thing? Or are you back to beer? No, What's going on? No,
0: I'm on Jameson. I had my one beer. Okay, okay. so everybody knows I did a no beer November. Which the first week and a half to two weeks was a bit tough because I, mm-hmm. I seriously wanted a beer. But if it wasn't for those Perriers and and freaking seltzer waters, I, I probably would have died because that's kind of what kept me sane through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I did a little bit of whiskey here and there and some wine, a lot of wine because we had a lot of bottles of wine. And uh, nah, I'm kind of back onto the whiskey again. I may I may mm-hmm. take up a no beer December again. I don't know. I don't know. I may I may not. I may I may not. I don't know. I'm just kind of going with the flow of it now. Now that no beer, no beer November is done, it's kind of now of a um, uh, let's see how it follows December. Something weird like that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. If I see a really good beer, I I I probably I'm not going to lie. I will probably drink it. Like oh. a really good like um blood orange or um you know, a good session IPA or something. I'll I'll buy it.
1: Well, I'm glad then that you weren't able to come up to visit next week because we probably went to a brewery and you would have been just like a stick in the mud. (laughs) No, I would have drinking it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, 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 the the no beer November um, into December thing only counts when you were in your home zip code. When you leave your zip code, it's, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't work. It's null and void at the moment. So how
1: far away are you from the next zip code?
0: Um, couple
1: miles. Yeah,
0: about a couple miles. Yeah. (laughs) See, so then, so then it's no. It doesn't take too much to
1: circumvent those false rules.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's all these uh, rules and stipulations involved in this, so
1: that's how it works. Well, Jameson's better than water, so good job to you on that one.
0: I I actually
1: got two. (laughs) <laughs> I, I yeah. opened a beer waiting for you, and I was like, yeah, I'm not too sure about this. So I opened up a second one hoping it was better, and I think they are both about the same. So when it's all said and done, I'll probably drink half of each and say I drank a beer. Does that count? Yeah. Uh, so what I got, the f- first one I opened, uh, both of these are, again, from my buddy Adro. Um, <laughs> I said I had beer from mm-hmm. him for a while, and I still do. So this one's from the Shadow Puppet Brewing Company out in Livermore. It is called Coconutty. It's mm. a coconut Baltic Porter. Um, I'm not the huge fan of coconut or porters, but this one's worth sucking it up for. This one's 8.1%. Um, hmm. It's just too, too coconutty. Like it just, I don't know. If I want to taste that much coconut, I hope I'm eating, like, an Almond Joy or drinking a yeah. pina colada or something. <laughs> Not in my beer, but.
0: Yeah, I like pina coladas. I even like that song. Do you like pina like Pina colada. Mm-hmm, dancing in the rain. I love that song. <laughs> i have
1: to listen to that tomorrow. Give yeah. Get a little pep in the because it's been raining yeah. a lot. So yeah. my backup one is from the North Coast Brewing Company, actually up there in NorCal. The true NorCal. Or stay with Jefferson, whoever you wanna, <laughs> whichever way you wanna look at it. This one's the hmm. North Coast Brewing Company, and this one's the Old Stockdale 2019. Hmm. And that's about all I know. It's got a gold label, it looks fancy, and good. It tastes like beer. Yeah, there you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah.
0: Oh, so where does so is where does course. NorCal actually begin? Because you know I've been in Northern California. That's a great fir, I've been I've been as far north as Humboldt, Fortuna, Leggett. That's how far north I've been. Eureka, Arcadia. That for me was Northern California.
1: If I don't know, so I I so if you looked at the whole map and the totality of the state of California, I technically should. Some some of us should just say we're central. I I think if you were to be completely honest about it, although it's easier for us to say we are NorCal, we truly probably aren't. Um, I don't know. I think I would say it probably starts up there. I, I would say in my view, um, the state doesn't exist beyond like Chico. <laughs> um. I would think maybe I think once you start seeing those state of Jefferson signs, it's probably about the time it, you probably hit NorCal, and that's probably the Chico area is probably where I would say true NorCal starts.
0: Um, I'm gonna say probably just about the same. Anything you get past Roseville. -hmm. That's about where it starts as well for me because people go, I'm from North Cal, and then they tell you from San Francisco, and you're like, no, you're from like the Bay Area. You're like, we're not even, you're not even really from northern. That's not northern. You're still sort of middle. Yeah, yeah. you're still sort of middle. Because San
1: Francisco people, they don't identify with Sacramento people. I mean, they're about at the same longitude or whatever, but. Yeah, a it's good it's two. It's you only, guys are hopping
0: a skip away from each other from Sacramento to San Francisco. What is it like an hour, hour and a half drive or something? Two hours? Um,
1: yeah, probably not because of traffic. But
0: um, what, I don't without know, traffic, i, never, I never on a good day? Can yeah.
1: probably two hours.
0: Yeah. See, that's that's what I don't. That's where, and then I think we're always going to have this debate. Like, where does. Where does uh, Northern, Northern California really start? Is, it, is this going to be like the same debate like North Carolina and South Carolina had or like Virginia and West Virginia? Like where does like where does the West and North really start?
1: Well, I guess uh, I'm sure there's some sort of socioeconomic boundary control. Because here's the here's the other question. Where does SoCal start?
0: Oh, um, SoCal technically starts right about uh, Lancaster, just about Bakersfield, I would say. Uh, just past Bakersfield. As soon as you leave Bakersfield, you're in Southern California. That's what I
1: say. Uh, see, I would think, if you were to look at the map, that would be the logical way to do it. Um, as someone not from that area, I think the point in which I feel like I'm in SoCal is once I pass a grapevine.
0: When you get down now, from, a,
1: from a geography mm-hmm. sense, that seems way too far south. But from just the general feel, because um, once you've got to that point, all of a sudden traffic changes, just everything changes once you've crossed the Grapevine. So for me, that's when I feel like, yeah, I'm in SoCal now, is once I cross the Grapevine. Yeah. But most from, people, the maps, most people, my, from the yeah. map sense, I would say what you said. You know, probably a little south of Bakersfield is where you'd probably draw the line logically. Yeah.
0: Well, if you look at, like, cause I'm looking at it right now, so if you look, like, at Santa Barbara and mm-hmm. then, like, kind of just drew a line from Santa Barbara through Santa Clarita through Lancaster, that mm-hmm. is kind of where where the 40 is. That's about, about where SoCal starts. After yeah, well, that, here are Then we're in the same ballpark because Santa Clarita same, yeah. is
1: right on the other side, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then after that, that's all SoCal. That's all Southern California, all the way down yeah. to San Diego. And that's it. There you are. Yeah. See, we've just defined all of California right there in three, in three different segments. And with all different tastes and all different styles, but we all love being Californians. And don't talk shit all about our us. state.
1: Those people all North of... of Chico don't like being Californian. They why? want to be a whole new state.
0: Oh, just North of Chico. Yeah, they've got their own shit going on up there, that's why.
1: Uh, yeah. All the, we, growers, we, all the growers want to be their own... No, I don't think it's just technically the... Well, I mean, that's what a lot of them do up there, but um, we kind of touched on this on the, briefly on the uh, my special guest appearance on Idiotville, and their larger complaint is they're being misrepresented, and I would agree with that. But that's a very short-sighted view of how the politics work, because the thing is, if you were not also attached <laughs> to those libtards... In L.A., and San Francisco, you also lose out on the benefits of their wealth. So if you want to succeed and become your own state where you can be represented in the best way possible, you also have to understand the rest will be poorer than Alabama when you do so because you have fucking nothing up there. So you can leave, but you have nothing. Alabama's going to laugh at you. I'm going to laugh at you. You You'll have turned being on a coastal area and be a flyover state on the coast. That's hard to do. So yeah. I would say suck it up. Just continue doing your weird stuff up there and grow your weed and just be happy because you'd be poor without the rest of us. <laughs>
0: yeah, And and be happy that the rest of us pay our taxes and hmm? allow you and allow you to live. OK, we, we do this out of love. Not really. I hate paying taxes. Fuck taxes. I, sh- well, I feel I, like I, I, I should... Want to tell
1: those, I, I want to tell those people something else, too. Yeah. What is it? Tell them. I also voted for Hillary, and I sleep well at night. <laughs> and I'm okay with the decisions and, I've made. I'm not okay with the decisions you've made. Is it? Is it... Are are they
0: also the ones that have, like, the sign that said Bush country?
1: Mm. I, I couldn't tell you. Mm. I haven't been north of Sacramento. <laughs> like... Only once in my life because have I crossed that barrier. Twice in my life I've crossed past Sacramento.
0: Because when you go into, like, Oakhurst uh, and then go north of Oakhurst and towards, like, Mariposa, mm-hmm. like, the back way, not into the park, but, like, there's, like, one one highway that is between, like, 99 and the park. Mm-hmm. You can take that road up into Mariposa. That's, like, straight bush country, they used to call it back then in 2007. <laughs> It was scary. Like, don't don't ever have a flat tire
1: out there because there's well, no lights. Wanna is, yeah. Well, you want to know why. Well, you want to know how there's, there's you no know lights. why those people invented the toothbrush? Because wow. if it had been invented anywhere, anywhere else, it would have been called the teeth brush. <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Funny story. Funny story. Did I already tell this story already about about uh, the time that I was in in Montana and and uh, I and. And and there was a stabbing in Montana, and the, mm-hmm. the the guy they described in the newspapers looked like me. Yep. <laughs> did I tell yeah, that story? Yeah, you told that right? one on uh,
1: my birthday <laughs> episode, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Man, that's a funny story. I always have to bring that. I always have to bring that up because it's just, how many times are you going to get falsely identified? I'd be like my cousin Vinny all over again? You know. So
1: you probably felt about the same as I did walking around Ensenada, Mexico, by myself. <laughs> I'd you know. be scared. If I were I'm white. walking around. I shouldn't be here. In southern <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> I, I was all confident <laughs> until I got about 10 feet off the ship. And then I'm like, oh, this is real now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, see I- the,
0: you see, but the only way, like, like literally, like if you had just known Spanish, they would have thought you were from like Culiacan or something. They would have thought you were from like a state where there's a lot more light skinned people. And mm-hmm. then you would have been okay. But the fact that you got off the ship was like the big red flag. They didn't it, see me it. get off
1: the ship. It was just... Uh, yeah, I, but I'm I could have faked enough Spanish for my own purposes. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have been confident in doing so, but um, a mutual friend of ours also once told me that there's places in Mexico, and obviously Ensenada would not be one of them, but there are actual communities of people who... Sp- they're they're all um, Mexicans,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but they all speak English, because They were all deported there, but they weren't from yeah. there, <laughs> yeah, and they can't get back. So, there's these communities yes. of English only speaking Mexicans who have no ties to Mexico, but they just get deported yeah. there. And
0: Technically, they're Americans, I would still call them, them. Americans. They grew up here, right. they lived here, they were part of the whole system. Mm-hmm. They know nothing, you know, they know nothing but American life, and you deport them. Yeah. That's sad, you know.
1: So, uh, back to the beer, though. uh, Yeah. So, uh, I liked the, so one of the beers I had on my trip that I really liked was from Rusty Rail Brewing Company. And I actually went so far as I actually emailed them (laughs) on Thanksgiving. And it was a pretty lengthy email saying, hey, this is how I discovered your stuff. I can't get it. This is what we do. Um, is there any way we can help out in the cost and have you send us some and then we'll do our special episode on you. Um, I sent them maybe, I think I sent them our dust bowl beer special. I felt like that was mm-hmm. probably one of our better beer specials that we did for beer week. And it's uh, Tuesday. So it's been almost a week. I haven't heard back and I kind of feel like the longer I go without hearing from them, mm-hmm. the more encouraged I get that we'll actually have a somewhat positive response. Because I sent the email expecting them to say no, that's illegal, or we can't do that. But but sometimes no news is good news. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe they're actually thinking, hey, let's get some exposure because they're on the. I was farting around on their website and um, seems like they have a nice little setup there. They're out there in the middle of like Pennsylvania, like literally the middle of Pennsylvania. Like, so you think about where Penn State University is and State College. State College Pennsylvania is literally in the dead center of the state, and they're in that area. So um, I I think I saw on their website their mission statement is their growth plan is to eventually be one of the larger breweries in the state. So they have big goals. And so I'm sure why not trust us to critique their beers and mention them to the whole world. Because we do reach the whole road. I mean, in this past week, we had people listen in from... We don't get international listens a lot, but we do. But we do. It's not uncommon. Like, uh, this past week, we've had people listening in from Kenya and Zimbabwe. Oh, welcome, my African brothers. It's not the first time, but I'd like to think it's the same person checking back in after a while. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, seeing how everything's going. Yeah, well, hey, we don't know who you are, but welcome. Yeah. Thank you for listening. So
1: <laughs> so we haven't heard, so hopefully hopefully we do get positive feedback from them. Hopefully they will uh, decide to ship us some of their beers. I, I mentioned the one specifically I had of theirs, the so one that was called Luminous. That was a white chocolate macadamia nut blonde stout. And it tasted like cream soda Um,
0: Yeah And I I
1: read through their beer list They have some like Their hazy IPA that's Like it's pretty good So Hopefully we can get our Hands on some Hopefully we can be the first people From California Drinking their beer in California How awesome would that be?
0: That'd be super cool Uh, You know Just so they know If they do listen to this Just as an update I will give a great food pairing um, For any beer that you send us this way (laughs) Awesome Great food pairing from anything from, from Mexican to Italian to Vietnamese to Taco Tuesday, California pizza, whatever it is, I'll give you an awesome food pairing.
1: Yeah, I got it down. Um, yeah, I, hope that I, I won't me. promise the same because every <laughs> beer goes with seafood. And what I mean by that is if I see food, I eat it, and beer I goes good it. with that all the time. So. yeah. Yeah. I promise you, I'll pair you up with some food, too, but it's not going to... It might yeah. be potato you jokes, know what, but.
0: you know what, I may even do like a junk, like a, like a guilty foods pleasure though to pairing, you know, like <clears> your <throat> bacon wrapped hot dog type of thing. You Over here, over here where, where I live about uh, 10 miles or so, 15 miles and then other, the other city over, there's this cool fucking mm-hmm. hot dog restaurant. I call it a hot dog restaurant. I don't know what they call it over there. But what, what he has, the guy has like a list of a hundred fucking hot dogs on his mm-hmm. wall. And they're all made different in some different way, right? Mm -hmm. And he has some, like, bitchin' ones with, like, habanero and bacon and all this cool stuff. So Mm -hmm. when you come back down here, we got to give that place a fucking try. Because what they also have is um, they only have craft beer. They don't stock anything domestic. Mm. Yeah, so no Bud Lights, no Coors Light, nothing like that. It's all crafts. And so people go down there just to, you know, have a quick hot dog and beer. And then they go back to work pretty fucking cool and if you and if you're like if you're like super cool about it what you do is you show up and you say you you pick one and the guy will pick randomly or like he'll say okay these are the favorites right now and do that and mm-hmm. i've not been um disappointed since i've gone there put it that way so
1: huh. see my yeah. favorite dog is um up here in my norcal um you go to the Bay Area for concerts or sporting events. There's always one person, if not multiple people, waiting outside the venue with their little hot dog cart with their sizzling. They got they got uh, like the the bell peppers the that, and It's just sizzling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the most simple fucking thing. But I <laughs> we could be a like, I'm going to the game tomorrow. And my thing is like, honey, will you buy me a bacon wrapped hot dog when the game's over? Like that's yep. all I care about. And I always ask her because she actually cares cash and I don't. But <laughs> yeah.
0: And they got the little strips of the
1: jalapenos. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's actually the only time. That's actually the one time where I am actually in pro cheap American beer is in that sense. Where it's like, okay, I can lower my standards to just chow down on this hot dog that's probably mostly like pig asshole and pig cheek, <laughs> pig lips. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Lips <laughs> and chicken. There's, yeah.
1: there's probably like a pig scrotum in there somewhere. I don't know, but yeah, it's delicious. So yeah. Uh, oh, so we covered weird. Weird. So let's so let's um th- let's do some promotion of uh, if you were to look for them. So I think they're going by Erie's favorite podcast now, but if you were to search for them on Spotify or Apple or SoundCloud, you would have to search for Idiotville. And so I was, um, as was mentioned in the beginning of the show, um, the show I was able to guest star on dropped on Sunday. And I'm not saying this because I was involved in any way because if you took my parts out of it, I think it still stands on its own, but my God, it's an hour and fifteen minutes long. it's a bit long winded, but especially I think once you hit minute forty five all of a sudden like i i I have a good sense of humor, but I don't think I've laughed that hard in a while. It was like, funny. holy shit
0: <laughs> it was funny I, I you know what i There was only there was only a couple of times where I was like really what the fuck type of stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, but the but the freaking Aunt Maryland's that 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 like kind of really kind of just that was the whole thing for me. (laughs) <laughs> especially, especially when Brent Liberty was like was threatening to go fuck Aunt <laughs> Aunt Marilyn at her uh, <laughs> at her at her uh, place of uh, worship. So that that got kind of weird, but kind of cool at the same time. So I wish I would have really been like a fly on the wall at that moment because <laughs> to see everybody's faces like Brent's doing it again, you know.
1: <laughs> what was actually. F- I don't remember laughing that much. So the thing that happened after what you said, mm-hmm. um, Brent makes a joke, and then like Dill is just like, "Man, that is like the greatest attempt at innuendo ever." And he just cut straight to the chase, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck Steve's aunt," and I hope she's wearing her habit. And I don't remember laughing that hard when we recorded it, but in the two times I listened to it since, that has been one of my favorite parts. Just his delivery, his voice, just everything, but it it was, man, it was just a bitchin' time, and like I said, I think it would still be just as good even if I wasn't there. I just happened to be there, so, man, what a great episode to have lucked my way into. Well, you did, I'll just say, you did a great job considering
0: Mm. you were in a sausage fest and the room full of all guys uh it sounded very orderly considering that there are Mm -hmm. a lot of people there that like to talk uh, two of us being one of them as well um Mm -hmm. but i i I enjoyed it it was good i'm glad you brought a little bit of um your you had you had your old self with the california kick into it so um the only thing i was disappointed on that we talked about earlier was like mm -hmm. fuck them Mustard and turkey fucking go together, guys. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. That is very yes, Californian thing, okay? It's normal. It's normal.
1: But I've done I don't even say this. I've been doing that my whole life. And, it's normal. Um, so, so I, I want anyone who's listening, drop a comment somewhere Twitter, or Facebook, email, on SoundCloud. We actually get random. People actually do comment on our SoundCloud. That's pretty cool. Um, what condiment? And this is only the leftover turkey Like day of Fresh turkey, fresh out of the oven Thanksgiving dinner Yes, I'm putting some gravy on that bitch But yeah. leftover turkey I just do mustard So I want to know what you all put As a condiment on your leftover turkey If you're making a sandwich out of it So It'd be, it'd be nice to, It'd be nice to see where everyone's at Because I, I figured honestly in that room I'd get some support on that And I was surprised I didn't. But that's okay. Uh, They all looked at you sideways. (laughs) (laughs) They gave you that side eye. (laughs) Steve did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just, like I said, I was just shocked that I was the only one. But um, it is what it is. And uh, what else was I going to say? No, it worked out great. Um, I'm not a huge talker. I don't like getting long-winded and I'm okay with that. So um, their way of doing things allowed me to sneak in a one-liner here and there, and I think it worked out well. Um, So I just tried to find my place. The thing I struggled with the most, um, not that we had, like, an agenda. Uh, It was basically we're going to talk Thanksgiving and see where it goes. Um, Usually they're more structured than that, but... um, because we weren't getting topical about anything, there was no structure really in place. I had to fight the urge to try to always get it back on track. Um, yeah, because that's kind of like my role. I feel like that's my job here at Upping the stash. Is my job is to try to keep us on a straight line for the most part. Like you, you allow for straying off the line, but you have to be able to judge when to pull, it, rein it back in. So I was fighting the urge to try to say, like, "Oh, okay. Well, what about Thanksgiving?" So I had to bite my tongue because I was like, it's not my show.
0: (laughs) Well, well, you're an awesome cat herder. herder. You're an awesome cat herder. I'd I'd say that much, yeah.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, You're very welcome. But, man, it worked out great. So please, please, please um, start with the episode I'm on. Uh, Go find Idiotville on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, The show I was on is called Uppy Talks Turkey and from there just listen to all of them they have 70 i think they're on 80 tracks now i think they're up to 80 episodes um go listen to them all man they're they're funny and they're smart and they just put out a good product that's why they have you know followers and listens and actually i think since i'm not i'm not sure if causation equals correlation here but since that episode dropped on their page our listens on our page has gone up, so I'm oh. not sure if that means people decided to search us out. After, um, we'll never know, but hopefully, we picked up a few new listeners since then. That'd be cool.
0: Uh huh. Well, we'll see. It'd be nice. Uh, they're great guys. I love them. Mm-hmm. These these guys are super awesome. I'm always happy to listen to them. Um, Because they're funny, especially the one liner for me is always, "Dude, I am drunk." drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make that like my my ultimate like uh, ringtone (laughs) because that was that was that was great.
1: Um, Yeah, because so yeah, Steve Castle, um, one of the co creators of their podcast, recently took a job in Kentucky, and so they did his like farewell show. Like I think he's still gonna be a part of the show, just obviously not in the studio. Like I think he's been commuting back to Erie on the weekends. How's uh, he really? Seven hour drive each way. Yeah, and um, man, that his his last show with him was just like this drunken discombobulation <laughs> mess. But it, it was yeah, right. so hilarious. It's actually one of my favorite shows of theirs because. There was no organization to it, and it was just drunk dudes hanging out, which kind of goes back to how they kind of started. They would just get, I want not say obliterated, but they would just get together in the Hall of Justice, AKA Dill Spears' basement, and have some beers and record a podcast. And then they made it the big time. They're recording at an actual studio, an actual podcasting studio. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before. So, you know, City Varies, 100,000 people. I, I don't know. I guess outside of California, that's a moderately-sized city, I guess. Here in California, I would consider that small. Um, it's like Riverside. Mm-hmm. And... uh yeah. So they had a community-access TV. And the community-access TV, um, I guess, did some remodeling and rebranded as Community Access Media. And they took an old server room and made it into a podcasting room. And... Idiotville was the first people to strike on the opportunity. And so they kind of launched that studio, and they're the only ones. um, They're not the only podcast, I think, that uses that space, but they're the only ones who have done it since the beginning. So they kind of have the hierarchy there, and that may have had something to do with why we were able to go in on a Saturday. I'm not sure, but um, it was pretty neat. Is right, and actually, was it pretty um, cool. Yeah,
0: what the, what was the setup yeah, it, like? Is it like boom mics and stuff? What?
1: Yeah, so their mics, um, yeah, they're directional, but like it's weird because you know I, I can see you on your video feed. You can probably I don't really think on my video feed you can see my microphone. Um, it's right over here. I'm I'm a couple feet away from it, but their microphones you have to literally. When Dill came on our show and kind of did this, he was explaining to us, he's like, how close you have to be. Like, I felt like I had to stay on top of the mic the whole time (laughs) to hear myself. Um, I think I did it too much in the beginning because in the beginning of it, I sounded, I don't know if if fuzzy is the right word. So I backed off a little bit as it went on. Did you sound
0: like this? Did you sound like this?
1: No, that just sounds loud. I mean, I felt like...
0: muzzle Muzzly,
1: huh. yeah. Um, so their microphones, you have to be on top of them. And I was like, well, I don't want to sound like Jake News. So I was like, you know, <laughs> right on top <laughs> of it the whole time. Just yeah, like breathing my all, mouth like, touching it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Dill says. Make, like Making love know,
0: to your microphone.
1: <laughs> he's like, there's no way to do this properly. Don't like you're mm. giving the microphone a blowjob. um <laughs> I know nothing yeah. of the sort, on the giving end, so I had to <laughs> pretend. <so. laughs>
0: you kissed, you kissed the, t- you, did you at least kiss the tip? Well, I may did have you used kiss the tongue? tip of the
1: microphone?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> like that, all right. Well, so that's cool, it's man. A great
1: setup because it's a table. Um, they have, like, a nice computer in there. They have... I think five total microphones and headsets. And so th- there was ample space. I can imagine if there was one or two more people in there, it would have felt a little tight. Um, but it was pretty neat. Um, I, I thought it was pretty badass. And then uh, I got the full experience when we were done recording. We went, uh, Me and Brent went right next door to Lavery's Brewing Company and had a couple of beers and, so I got the full experience, and then um, I believe, as long as Mrs. Eppy doesn't have objections, I will get to record with them again in June. Nice. So. Yeah, I just that have sounds- to make sure I'm on my mm-hmm. wife's good side. When yeah. That comes Did up.
0: you? Uh, you sound like you made it to the big time for a second there. We were over here recording late at night, and mm-hmm. and and uh, in living rooms and and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Spare bedrooms and whatnot, so we're not all in the
1: way, and that's pretty, that's pretty freaking cool. Well, so. no, I mean, if we were in the same situation and we had the same access to the same thing, yeah, absolutely. But heck yeah, I mean, if I have to record remotely with you like I do now because we live 400 miles away, I might as well do it from my house,
0: yeah, and that's okay. Um, do did they allow do they allow drinking in the studio and stuff? It's just an open space. Everybody they just comes to. in and
1: I, they would have it. They've been recording beer segments in there, so um I yeah. imagine drinking's okay.
0: Yeah. They just obviously are recording this at
1: ten A. M. so there was no beer segment when I was there, unfortunately. Um Why not? It's ten
0: AM and everybody's together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was, it was that my, too it early? Was, it was it was my <laughs> seven AM though. Um uh, uh, uh. Eh, I would have done it anyways. What the hell?
0: Come on, you're Transit. only in Pennsylvania. Come on, you're only in Erie how many times, right? Uh, so, What in Erie? When in Erie? When, when in Erie? Do what Erie do? So, so what is the, so what is the proper term for Arie, someone from Erie? Are they Arians? Arianians? No. no, they're Erieites. Erieites. The Erieites. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Didn't think that would go that way. So the Erieites, like the Mennonites. So are there? There has to be Mennonites <laughs> in Pennsylvania, right? Are there Mennonites in Pennsylvania? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of Amish too. And um, how how far is Erie from like the Amish people?
1: They're everywhere. I mean, are they, they, they exist. Buggies? They exist outside of uh, Lancaster County. Um, even where I grew up, I mean, it wasn't uncommon to be driving somewhere on a dirt road and have to go around a horse and buggy. Um, they're, I mean, you don't see a lot of them, but they are there. Just the bulk of them are in Lancaster County. Uh-huh. I think. So. I, I kind of. I mean, well, my dad grew up with Mennonites. Um, said he almost was one or something. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. Yeah. I should probably get it out of him before he dies, so I know. But. Was he gonna do the whole beard too and everything? Oh, my dad would be. Fucked. That would have been cool. I don't think. Right, he, yeah. he he can't grow a beard. I mean, you see how terrible mine is. His is like ninety percent. Um, is worse. it
0: like the uppy curse where they can't where they mm. can't grow facial
1: hair in all parts of their face? No, it's not. Uh, I wouldn't call it a curse. It's just uh, we do have native. I believe it's our Native American ancestry. Um. I think mean, a lot of Native Americans tend to have issues growing facial hair. mm mm-hmm. Because um, my, my grandma on my dad's side, um, I think that's where the Indian influence comes in from. And my dad said he had some cousins that were, like, damn near 100%, and they never had to shave once in their life <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. And so, so, you know, the percentages go down every generation. So my dad, I remember for a while back in the must have been late 80s. He had a mustache for a short time, but it probably took him forever to grow it. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't look very good. Like if he, like I said, I'm not sure what you think of mine. It's not great. His was like 80 times worse. And I'm not even sure if he had the capabilities of growing a beard. I mean, I barely do. And I I have no biological sons, so we'll, so uh, you'll, we'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs>
0: You'll never understand. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll 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 see what little little stash um, um, pops out to be. You know, it takes a little bit of uh, both sides of the family. And mm. I haven't seen any hair on the on the in-laws as far as beards go. Mm. So, like, I don't know. We'll see. Mine's mine's pretty patchy. You know, I was, I was known as patchy. Patches O'Hulahan in in the back country because it never really grew. Oh like, man, a, were you watching
1: um, it, oh, Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend? South many uh, uh, Central <laughs> dodgeball was on. Dodgeball. I watched the hell out of Patrick, that shit.
0: If you can if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
1: <laughs> I dodge, d- d- dive and dodge. <laughs> man, it must have just been like Vince Vaughn weekend because it was like it went from like the interns to dodgeball <laughs> and. Man, that was great pro- TV programming, um, but I, I wouldn't know. guess that you had a patchy beard because it seems so full. Well, it, I've that ever seen that it. that took years, brother. Years mm. for it.
0: We're like on an, in a ten year. Oh, see what two uh, thousands? Yeah, twelve years trying. You know, growing it out, shaving it, growing it out, shaving it, and the last probably five years since a uh, little stash has come along. It's it's you know, it's it's coming out. It's slowly, it takes takes time. Hmm. So I'm proud of I didn't of it. have
1: to like beyond a few whiskers on my chin and like in the mustache area, I didn't really have to seriously like shave shave until like my twenties. Wow. It just took that long. So
0: I was shaving since I was thirteen.
1: I'm not even sure if I had armpit hair at thirteen. <laughs> I, I didn't
0: I didn't know what I was shaving, but on the advice yeah. from my grandfather because I had like, just so everybody knows I had like really bad acne growing up, like in the eighth grade mm. and stuff, and it was horrible. It was like it was like life changing horribleness where like acne just made you ugly type of mm. thing, and uh, and and at the time I probably uh, looking back I'm glad I wasn't the only one that had acne really bad because mm. there was some like really pretty girls in eighth grade that had them, but I had it like bad like. Made my skin look like freaking pepperoni pizza type of shit sometimes, mm. and and my grand okay. my grandpa comes <laughs> down. And he we was living in, in in East L.A. at the time, and he goes, "Hey, well, you know, maybe you should just shave your, just just start shaving." And I said, "But I, there's no hair." He goes, "I know, but maybe it'll do something to your face, and uh, and and maybe you will stop having acne." And I go, all right. Well, it won't hurt to hell, It won't hurt to start. You know, let's just do it. So he bought me a pack of razors from like you know your local CVS, and I just started shaving my face. And lo and behold, the acne disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Left its scars, but it disappeared. Thank fucking God. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it went away faster uh, then because I couldn't have gone through high school with more acne like that. It would have been bad. It would have been horrible. Thank you, Grandpa, for that sound <laughs> advice. Shaving, some, shaving a, a non-existent hair on my face. All right. Well, <laughs> you want to take a quick break? You want to take a quick break? We'll come back. I want to fill up really fast. I want to do this again.
1: Well, we're already at forty minutes in. I'm not sure how much more we can cover, <laughs> especially without an agenda. Let's do a let's do a
0: let's do a seven minute like uh, off or the something. round a round-off? Like. I don't know. Like we, we'd, like, we like do one of those. Like, pick something quickly to randomly to talk about or something.
1: Okay. Well, Stash is an alcoholic and needs more alcohol. So we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and finish up. <laughs> See you on the other side. <laughs> Welcome back. Stash now has a full glass of alcohol. And I'm going to let him discuss his drunken idea and what we should do for the next seven minutes. (laughs) Stash, what's happening? Okay,
0: what's happening in the world of California? First, thank God Kamala Harris has dropped out of the race. Fuck the DA's office. She was a district attorney. All she did was screw poor people over. Never really held anybody to accountable, and to account, excuse me. And so I'm glad she's out of the race and she is gone. That's one of the things I want to talk about. Actually,
1: um, how do you feel about it? No, I'm actually Happy? sad. She was one of my front runners. Um, was she?
0: She's not. I I, she? I
1: thought she was no nonsense. Um, she. N- let's face it. None of these candidates are perfect. Um, I know that. But I I think Kamala, um, she won me over, um, I think especially the day that she pretty much made Brett Kavanaugh cry. Yeah. Um, she won my heart that day. She may have won it before. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. We had a little glitch in the matrix here. Um, maybe the government knew I was talking positive about her. Donald Trump probably doesn't like that. Um... No, just, uh, I I just, her policies aren't the best. She's not the greatest. However, I do like her no-nonsense, kick-ass approach. So, I I honestly would have felt that she deserved to go a little bit further than she did. I didn't think she was going to win it, but I thought she had enough. I I thought she would have been able to go further in the process than what she did. Um, I'd rather have her still in it than say Tulsi Gabbard, but... It is what it is. Like I said, I don't think she's going to win at all. So in the end, it doesn't matter. But I really did like her, unlike you. Well, then we ask this: Who, who actually? Because you're like Mr. Extreme Independent no, I hated Dude. Her. I still hate her. <laughs> no, um, not
0: not hate in the sense of like I hope so, she dies type of hate.
1: Yeah. I think that's a cat knocking something yeah. over. Um so who's your ideal candidate? Is there is there one or who's your favorite amongst this group?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know what? Um Julian Castro was probably like my top runner for a good good chunk of time. Um but one of my biggest uh um <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. ceilings or floors or things that i say okay how how do they feel about this one issue tells me like how they feel about a lot of things and that is how they feel about palestinians um and like mm-hmm. the bds movement um you know boycott divest and um sanction uh, against uh, the israeli government um and if, if any of the candidates are like, well, maybe hmm. we should support Israel's right to defend himself, blah, 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 and totally ignore the fact of like how the government actually really treats people and how the Palestinians live in open-air prison, that right there really just sort of stops me from supporting them. And the only reason why I do that is because of this one thing, because you are, we are only one act Mm-hmm. or Or one um, policy away of being on that other receiving end because right now we're not right? We're not in this open air prison right now. We're not in this you know in, um, under these uh, abhorrent policies. But that one thing could really change because if they feel it's okay for that one thing to happen, then they'll make an exception for other things to happen. So, it's sort of like, well, okay. So, wh- whose side are you really on? You're, you're saying you're a Democrat. You're, you're for the people. You're, mm-hmm. um, for those that are don't have the advantages. But yet, when it comes to a foreign policy where things are clearly wrong, then they're willing to make an exception in domestic policy as well. Um, Julian is on the, along that same line. That's one of the things I don't trust him about. But Bernie Sanders really kind of he didn't have my vote last year, but I think mm. this year he really has my vote. He's the only one that's really wanting willing to change the system mm. they, from the from you know from the top down, not the bottom up, the top down like just absolutely just fucking ravage it, and all for the right reasons, mm. you know, not not to give taxes to the uh, tax um, breaks to the rich. It's like no, it's this is I'm for the working man. It's for the working man, for the working man and woman. So you know, get include everybody, type of thing. So that's that's who I'm going with this year. He's not my ideal candidate, but when you got what you got versus what we have in the White House, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? It's like the lesser of. This is not even the lesser of two evils. When you get Bernie on that same plane, it's a lot of of okay, what are you gonna fight and push for, mm-hmm. and. I hope he's better than what Obama is, did in the last in his last eight years because I voted for him mm. and cried the day that he won the election because that was beautiful. I thought that was like a moment of our I history that really showed we can move forward. And he yeah, ended up being um, a Republican the entire time. But so you know, I I. Mm, a, a lot of the ideas that he still mm-hmm. pushed were Republican favorites, um, except for maybe a, a couple of things. Right, the Lily Ledbetter mm-hmm. Act was not a Republican favorite. Right, that's there's there's exceptions to it where he was not very Republican or very centrist, mm-hmm. but sure. all his other things that he was doing were very Republican in mm-hmm. favor, like. Him being known as a deporter in chief was one of was was because he was trying to curry favor for the Republicans. He was taking a very hard-line approach against immigration. Um, his his um, his his signature his signature policy his health care policy was very much um, Republican well, favored because that was Mitt I'm Romney's I'm thing that he did in me if I'm Massachusetts. Wrong. I think um, you know the model the much of that model was I the same. I don't and and if the original Obamacare if he got, Act.
1: Uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah. I think he got gerrymandered into what it is. I I think Obama, um, for all of his flaws, I think he – I feel as though he did his best to try to cross the aisle. I felt he tried to get both sides to agree because um, right now it seems very much, oh, I'm Republican. I'm in control. I only care about Republicans. And the Democrats play by the same rules to some degree as – um I felt Obama did his best to try to get compromise and I I think to get the Republican support to pass yeah, Obamacare yeah. there was a lot of compromise and it got compromised into what it is. I don't think the original intent of Obamacare was to be what it is now. But I didn't follow politics as much then as I do now though, I'll be honest.
0: No, the original yeah yeah, well, okay. So it, it it was the Massachusetts model. That's exactly where what it was. It was there was that's how they were able to come up with it so quickly and bring it to vote within the first two years of his presidency. Was was that one reason? It was because they already had their model. So there was nothing. There was nothing different or. Um, um, untowards that the Republicans could say that they didn't want to do. Mm. But but here but here are some little known facts that the underlying um, and the formation of the sausages, they say. Right. Was that um, Obama and, and his administration brought in a lot of the industry giants to talk about and craft the policy around mm. um, what was going to be um, allowed and not allowed. Um, as far as coverage Mm. and as far as prescriptions as far as those things and this is how why we get why why we need to have these supplementals right people are like oh i can't afford this well we have a supplemental program from aflac you know um that wouldn't have existed if he had had full coverage all the way through or actually if he would have had the full single payer but congress waffled we had a full senate a full well we excuse me there was a full democratic congress a full democratic senate and a a democrat Mm. in the white house and they were still Mm. unable to pass it because they were still trying to appease the republicans Mm. not just the republicans the industry at the same time that they wouldn't you know offer this massive change but i would say bernie's He talks a good talk It's just gonna be a lot harder When he gets there If there's no Support in the sense of uh, Congress or the Senate So We'll see what happens It'll look like Another eight years of Obama If uh, Bernie gets it It'll be Obstruction 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 No compromise You know Type of thing Specifically
1: Mitch McConnell How much of it Is actually Him Because Because I really feel like He is Like as much as I have A lot (laughs) Um, like he said hate's a strong word as much as I truly dislike the president I actually feel like I hate or dislike Mitch McConnell more because um, he just makes up his own roles and he just says I'm doing this I'm doing that he's speed tracking all these court appointments even when these people are being rated as not qualified he still pretty much speed dates them into being appointed um if we were able to just to get a different Senate majority leader would that help? I mean it wouldn't be perfect but yeah. if we just So so
0: majority leader? Hmm. Yeah. No. No. Mm-hmm. No, when Harry Reid was the majority leader and Mitch McConnell was the mo- was was the um mm-hmm. and and in the minority, right? Um they still had an issue of filling the vacancies then. Okay, so so just so, so just our, our listeners know, like um, during the Obama presidency was was my um, opportunity of higher education and learning. So I had the greatest opportunity to learn about how politics worked, the ins and outs, and not just politics, but just how our system, um, how our constitution is set up, how these things work, um, with even without politics involved. Mm. So. During that time, they were still had a Mm. large number of federal vacancies for the bench. And the reason for that was because McConnell blocked everything from going through even those things, because he felt that if Mm. you were going to win on your policies, when people were like, hey, that's unfair, they were going to challenge it. Mm. How do you beat that challenge? He played a long game. His long game was we're going to stack the federal benches, all federal mm. benches, so that whatever comes up, they're going to rule in our favor. And if they don't rule in our mm. favor, guess what? We're going to stack the benches on the next level on the circuit courts. And on the circuit courts from there, we're going to stack the bench all the way mm-hmm. to the fe- to, to the Supreme Court, right? That was his thing. So when, when now we have the flip, right, and all of a sudden McConnell is, like, fast-tracking – they're not fast-tracking these things without, hmm. without let's we'll say, an objection. They're fast-tracking these things with the approval of the, of, of the Democratic Party right now. Um, um, Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer is okaying it. Uh, Chuck Schumer is saying, okay, we'll do that. Okay, we'll do this. We'll do that. He's okay with it. So the real question should be is, why has Chuck Schumer allowed all these fast-tracks of judges to happen... When for eight years it was okay, right, for them to be valid, to, to be uh, vacant. But now it's not okay, right? And so what was another four more years? For eight years it was already vacant. So that's the question that needs to be asked. Is not can so you, much of McConnell has filibuster power, a court but where are the filibusters? You know, where are the blocks for all of these? Where are all, where all these? Nothing. Dude, they were They were blocking every single freaking court appointment that came up. They were there was very few It was probably um, okay so at the time that Obama uh, President Obama his administration, he had um, federal judges pre- uh, Republican and Democrats uh, that were appointed at the time writing to the Senate saying, you need to approve judges mm-hmm. to help us because we are over we are overworked. Like, like we can't get even through the small mundane stuff of getting these things on through so that we can get to the bigger stuff because we're overworked with this. So, you know, what do you... So, there, th- that mm. alone shows you that it's not so much of, like, um, which party is in power, but how are they using their majority minority mm. power at that moment. So, you know, uh, Chuck Schumer sucks. Sure. Let's, let's, let's sure. get this straight. He's a rich... Um, a politician who is in the interest of, mm-hmm. of, of who he's with, of who right. pays him the most, donors
1: the want a return of investment, stuff,
0: yeah. especially large donors. Large donors, we're talking a million dollars into their campaign, and he's doing exactly right. There, he's getting he's he's given exactly what they wanted, their return of investment. So. Poor people don't have the opportunity of buying a Netflix documentary and saying, how is my money spent, right? Where does my, where does my donation go? Only rich people do. Netflix had a documentary about four <sighs> years back or three years back that said all right. had all these rich people saying, we don't get all this access like you think we do, right? Well, where did that fucking money come from <laughs> all of a sudden to have this camera pointing at you? You know, for an X amount of months To have this full-on, you know, production Where did it come from? Right? So, poor people And I mean poor like you and I, poor We're never going to be billionaires We're poor considered billionaires and millionaires, right? We're never going to be
1: that Not even play, Um, so I still can't
0: We'll never be it (laughs) That'll never be us Unless we win the lotto Yeah, well, I, I still have a greater chance of being mauled by a polar bear than well, winning the lotto, about and I and live something. in Southern California proper. In the heart of Southern California. Thank you, everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but they're about Doesn't as big do as, as any good fucking house. Head, they they stand up habitat. to, like, 18 feet tall. <laughs> I will scream... I will scream like a girl And that is even That is even an objectified Hmm. version of a girl I'm sorry girls I will scream I I will scream because I'm scared Okay If I saw Because I've Hmm. seen bears I've seen a lot of bears right And bears probably reach about 8, 10, 12 Hmm. feet maybe But nothing around 18 Where it's like This guy can look over your fucking Roof type of stuff You know what I mean So but, yeah, you know, but that's that's just how it works. So, so Chuck Schumer's the worst. if If you're gonna blame if you're gonna blame somebody as well, his cul- is his, his sidekick, it's Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer allows it to happen. He goes along with it because he's hoping. And the Republicans do this every single year since Obama administration happened. You can look this up in all of like media mm-hmm. matters and stuff is um, the the Republicans talk about how the Democrats are so unfair about their process and they don't allow any of um, debates and all these things. And then the Democrats do and then they get on the majority and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll allow Republicans and the Republicans get into the majority. Mm. Nothing happens with the Democrats. They come out and they say, "Hey, we will give you these opportunities," but nothing happens. So, Democrats get taken a full... This—that's why I turned. Just about in the middle of uh, Obama's administration is when I turned independent because of that. Because I just when I when I saw this on M- MSNBC about the same time I stopped watching that as well. I was like, I can't deal with this. Like pussiness that um democrats show i can't deal with it you know they bend over backwards they get fucked and they go oh but we want to be friends with you fuck them they don't want to be friends with you they want to fuck you over every chance they get and hang hang under their power that's why they gerrymander the, the whole case in Michigan, you know, is why this why we're here where we're at right now. Uh, you're you seven know, minutes Why are the up. Electoral, electoral college votes went where they were?
1: <laughs> now, go You ahead. heard about the case, right? In Michigan.
0: <laughs> Keep it. Give us. Okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay, if you don't if you don't add this in, it's okay. So quickly, just for everybody, readers, readers digest. So, um, there's big court case. I think it's more Wisconsin than it is Michigan, but I get confused because they're so close to each other. All right. Mm-hmm. Reader's Digest version. Um, they're losing a very, um, on their state Supreme Court, they're losing a battle because they're trying to uh, redistrict their congressional, um, uh, state and congressional areas, right? And so for the longest time, Republicans have held on a lot of power. Mm-hmm. The only reason why is because they've um, got a lot of smart people in their area that say mm-hmm. this is how you draw the lines to keep your power and to keep the Democrats sati- satisfied at the same time so they don't object. Finally, there was a court challenge. The court challenge said, hey, no, this is actually unconstitutional even to our Constitution and to the Constitution of the United States because this is not equal and fair representation, and you're not allowing um, um, them t- for people to truly choose. You're, like, slicing this pie so crooked that um, the neighbor across the street from you is in one district, and you're in another. And how is that fair, hmm. right? And so they said, you got to go back and redraw these lines to make it fair and make it possible for people to truly vote. This is the biggest battle that's going on right now. only reason why that is the biggest battle is because the daughter of the um, uh, guy that the Republicans hired found a a stash of documents on a flash drive and, and, and actual paper documents and submitted them to the intercept and other places to say hmm. this is what i found that my dad was doing I, I wasn't really as close to my dad but i just wanted you guys to know of how they were drawing these lines and this gave the actual um uh um the the court case that was on the docket I gave it more power cuz they were saying they couldn't they they were grasping for straws for a second and they were getting it but this gave them the rest of the um the bullets that they needed in their gun to finally shoot this thing down to say you really need to like get this straight. And so the Supreme Court originally said, "Hey, no, these these gerrymanderings are up to the up to the states. So they got to decide." Mm-hmm. Which in return the negative effect of this of the Supreme Court was well, how can we decide if it's so gerrymandered, right? We can't even get ahead because it's so gerrymandered. It's, it's so skewed to one side. No matter what we vote or do, it doesn't matter. So the states are now taking it upon themselves, and they're saying, no, we're going to keep pushing and fighting to make it equal. That's one of the reasons why we get this electoral college vote the way we do, and that is your Reader's Digest version. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your fireside, fireside yeah, chat. of
1: you are still left after an hour. Constitutional You're and troopers. congressional
0: elections. Uh, let us
1: know if you made it to the end. We'll send you a free sticker. Um, all right. Dare I ask, <laughs> Stash, do you have any parting words? <laughs> uh, <laughs> mine are. Uh, just don't forget <laughs> to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, up Be and Stash. No, good night. Uh, email if that's <laughs> your thing. Up podcastgmailcom at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback. We still have tons of stickers. We'll send you one for Christmas for free. Just, you know, comment on something and we'll say, hey, you won. It's the easiest participation trophy in podcasting, I promise you. So, with that said, um, stay tuned um, for the next show. Yeah. Maybe some foreshadowing. Stash mentioned giving a beer. We might try some marijuana. But we don't know yet. So um, with that said, until next time, y'all, we wish you a good afternoon and good evening and good night.